I'm a fool of a toque. <laughs> and good gracious me, I've kept off the grid. This week on the podcast, this is our last episode in our August series, and I am so, so, so excited. We have been wanting to sit down with this guest for a very long time for this topic, so please welcome my dad, Michael Davis. Yay! Hello. Very excited that you're here. Me too. It's an honor and a pleasure. Nice. We're super excited. Well, we cannot have him on the podcast without talking about Mr. J.R.R. Tolkien and all of his works, particularly... The Lord of the Rings. So we're going to be talking about a couple of different things, but I think we're going to focus mostly on Lord of the Rings because that's what the three of us are versed in. Um, but I do want to ask you about his other stuff too because sure. I know you've read everything, right? Well, not everything, but a lot, a lot of it. Yeah, and a lot of stuff that other people haven't gotten to yet. Okay, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to start with uh, the first question since this is the magic fandom. When did you first become a Tolkien fan, and how and why and all of that stuff? Well, it's almost sacrilege to the real Tolkien world of fandom, but I got the paperbacks when I was 12. My mom got them for me for Christmas because I was into Dungeons and Dragons so, and, and reading. So she got me those books thinking of the perfect marriage. Yes. And um, since I was 12 and I read the first 50 or 60 pages, which is just like in the movie Concerning Hobbits. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and a 12-year-old boy was extremely boring. <laughs> it was, I kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And I put it down. I, I put it down for almost two years. And then I saw the Ralph Bakshi animated version of Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah, that was in the 70s. Yeah, the, many the, things can be said about yeah, that, good and bad. The, yeah, some people either love it or they just yeah, absolutely hate it. He was really ambitious. Not, he was yes. very ambitious and not always successful. He, there was something he used called rotoscoping. You mm -hmm. know what that is? They film yeah. people and then animate the cells over the top. Oh. So for the orcs and for Saruman and for some, it's really scary for a thirteen-year-old kid. Mm -hmm. But it was pretty bad animation, and he stopped halfway through the second book, so it was like a book and a half. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But there were many good things to be said for it, and it fired me up. And I was like, "Is that what this is about? When did that start after the Hobbits?" So I started reading the book, and again, committed sacrilege. And for the first three to four times I read it, I started at Bree, the unit Bree. I skipped oh, the you skipped completely. the Hobbits completely. <laughs> completely, and and that's crazy because. There's so much, especially when you when we start talking about the movies. Mm -hmm. There's so much that the movie leaves out yeah. of that first part. Sure. Um, well, it had to just the and scale and volume. The and that kind of sure, stuff. sheer uh, weight weight <laughs> of it, and it will it would have added a completely. I mean, the whole Tom Bombadil thing oh, could yeah. have la could have been in a movie in and of itself. Sure, absolutely, it could have been a good short addition to that. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, when I the best part about having read it now 35 times or so is Did you that, read it at least once a year, right? Yeah, I did yeah. once a year for forever. And now, it's, lately, it's been about once every other year. Okay. A lot of stuff going on lately. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and of course, you, I'm, assuming, yeah. You, I'm assuming you read a lot more books other as well. Oh, like, you're, you're, yeah. you're reading a lot of other stuff. Yeah. Sure. But um, the it, I changed. The story didn't change, but I changed every time I read it. So when I read it as a 15-year-old, it was different than when I read it in college when I was 20, mm -hmm. when I got married. When I got kids, it was completely different, and I started reading the Concerning Hobbits part, and that's the whole part that, you know, in the movies, that do a really good job of making Merry and Pippin realize, hey, we can't just go home. Mm. Everything we know is at stake. Yes. Mm -hmm. And all, if, if Tolkien hadn't spent so much time in the Concerning Hobbits part, and which was like, you know, pre-industrial England, and when he grew up in, and the, the idyllic childhood and all that, there wouldn't have been anything worth saving right. for, for the main four no. Hobbits. So no. I find once I got that, I could read a whole story and make it seamless, and... 
and really enjoy it. And like I said, I read it probably 35 times or so. Oh. Um, all throughout my life, up to now, basically, all throughout my whole life. That's awesome. And it's different every time. I get something more out of it every time I read it. I love that. I love that. And we should say, I mean, I have some more questions for you, but... If, if the reading it 35 times is not going to be enough for you to uh, to picture him as a fan, he has got a Tolkien tattoo <laughs> sleeve. Um, and you, it started with just the initials, right? It was. I did that as a reward. One, one of the things after reading The Silmarillion, I was like, well, what's left? There's a 12-volume history of Middle-earth yeah. that Christopher Tolkien put together from all the little handwritten notes that his dad Yeah, and all the little excerts that never got published. So right. Christopher and Tolkin is his, his son. Oldest son. His, his oldest son. son. His okay. oldest son. He just passed. Yeah. Oh, wow. Last year? 93, 94, maybe even this year. Oh. I'm not sure. Uh, but it was fairly recently. Wow. And his, at the time, Tolkien was uh, working on the Oxford English Dictionary. And he had his letter, I think, I'm probably going to get crucified by the fandom. I think one of the letters he had was Y, and one of them might have been G. So Christopher would find these little equivalent of post-it notes with a youthful and yearly, and on the back it would say, and then A. Randolph did this, and Gilgalad did that, wow. and all this stuff. But he had to put all those together. Puzzle pieces. And some yeah, exactly. pencil written over in ink, and spelling wow. of all these things, which is weird anyway, with a new language yeah. and all that stuff. So he put all those together into 12 volumes. And I said, I'm in January of mm, 2010. I said, I'm going to read all of them this year. Wow. And early January started it. And That's a lot. December, <laughs> December 20th, I finished the 12th volume. And, and, oh and not gosh. all of it is, uh, of course, Christopher added some stuff to it, mm -hmm. but it's not all story. Story. Yeah. Like, it's it's like bits and pieces it's, that you it's, kind it's, of. Yeah, and it's not written in, in a story format or an no, action format. There's not a lot. Yeah. Of, there, Periods of high action and activity followed by long periods of explanation. And here's how he wrote it the first time, and it's all the same except for one little detail. Yeah. So it's for the minutiae, it's very interesting, and I enjoyed it, and it was a very scholarly undertaking. It I wasn't bet. so much, you know, reading Lord of the Rings wrapped attention, sure. but I learned a lot, and, it, and then going back and reading the regular books after having read the histories was a completely different experience. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of that year, around December 20th, it was right before Christmas, I closed the last volume 12. And as a, I was like, what am I going to do to reward myself? And I got the sigil, the JRR JRRT mm -hmm. symbol, on my bicep. First tattooed, never had a tattoo. I was yeah. like 47. What, what do you think? <laughs> yeah. um, but I liked it so it's much. Never, never too late for no. tattoos. No, it's not. And then everybody said, you're going to want more. And I was like, no, I'm 47. I'm like, well, it's going to be plenty. But every time I passed and saw it, I was like, I think I need more. Yes. And so I designed the, the rest of the sleeve around all my favorite elements, not just from Lord of the Rings, but from... Silmarillion and histories mm -hmm. and all of it. something representing each of the races, the hobbits, the elves, the dwarves. So cool. The well, and your your and your sister's name in Elvish. Yes. Did you know that? Yeah. My yeah, American name that. Elvish. And then yeah. the, the saying down the back is the sword that was broken was forged again in Elvish. I like that. That nice. felt like about me and my accident and everything. I too. love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, we will post a picture of the tattoo on Instagram <laughs> probably <laughs> um, right. since we're describing it. Um, so uh, in, in terms of becoming a fan, um, mine is pretty easy because my dad made me a fan. He's the one who introduced me to this whole entire Not forcefully. world. I didn't force no, it. and that's what I was gonna say is that it would have been really easy because this whole world means so much to you for you to put so much pressure mm. on it and us to watch it and like it and like just watch us watch mm. it and stuff. But it was never like that. It was like, oh, I'm just gonna show you this, and mm -hmm. you know, it was I like, had faith. yes, he did, and he he has he has this um what is it 30 minute rule, 15 minute rule. 20 with yeah. Most movies that he showed us when we were kids, he said, watch the first 20 minutes, and if you hate it, if you don't want to watch anymore, we don't have to. And at both Erica and I, I think because we watched it all together for the first time. Sure. Definitely. Um, 
were like immediately in love. So, so good. And then I think we watched the third one in theaters because it, yeah. it was coming out. And so we went to go see That was it. the first time Eric was old enough to, to go. But it was yeah. still a weeknight, midnight showing. Yes. And we got out at like 2.30 in the morning and they had school the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom wasn't all that pleased. But she knew <laughs> how important it was. It was that. important. It was yes. really important. Yes, it, was, totally. it was a great time. I loved it. Okay, so when were you introduced um, to this world? Around the same time, um, 11 or 12, uh, is when I read the first one. And I don't believe I read the second or third one until high school. Okay. Um, I, I was a big reader growing up and stuff like that. And then or, it was right after the first movie came out and I was seeing trailers for it. And I don't think I saw it quite. It came out in 99 or 2000? 99, 2000, I think. And then I, I know I saw the second one in theaters and the third one in theaters. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I ended up seeing the first one in theaters i have to think that i did um but there it was a big thing um growing up that uh if i wanted to see a movie that was based on a book i had to read the book excellent rule and and so um i don't do it as much anymore but uh (laughs) yeah so um i read the first book and then saw the movie and then the subsequent movies and i didn't actually read the other books until i got i got to high school but um, and that's kind of weird, I guess you would say. That you um, waited so That long? I waited so long, but everything I was hearing was that he was so, and I, and now I know this, but everything I was hearing up to that point was that he was so true to the books mm. that you didn't need to, you didn't <laughs> really need to because the, the, the important bits were in the movie. Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. He left out a lot of stuff. And I, and I do know that now I've mm-hmm. gone back and, and read the books multiple times and stuff. And so I know what he's left out now, but, um, I guess it just never really felt like I needed to after I saw the movies. Right. Um, so yeah. So yeah. I, I about, I think I was about 11 or 12. And I guess, and like you were touching on before, I guess he would have had to leave a ton out for, for the sure. movie, right? And I understood that a lot of people at the time, the first round of trolls that like <laughs> crapped on the movies about what Tom Bombadil being left out. Yeah. A lot of little details, some major details, some things were, were conflated together. Mm. I totally understood that. Because yeah. for, for 20, 25, 25, 25 years, I thought, no one's ever going to be able to do this. It's sure. too much. Well, and he it's wanted so to release detail. it as one book to sure. begin with. Right. It was his publisher that was like, this is... It was like 800 pages or something. Sure. I was like, you can't release this as one book. Mm-hmm. No one will ever read it. Right. Yeah. So they they kind of forced his hand into separating into three books. Sure. So, yeah, pretty um, much. And yeah. that's uh, something else with him is, much like George R. R. Martin is today, he is very, very descriptive. It's like, yeah. especially the Silmarillion, it's like reading the Bible. Oh, it is very it's visible. Like, so-and-so very begat, so-and-so yeah. begat, so-and-so <laughs> kind much. of thing. Pretty much. One of the things about his world building, and I thought, I'm sure we get into this a little bit later, is that I could tell the first couple times I read it that that background was there. I didn't have to, I didn't know it yet, and Silmarillion wasn't even published yet, mm-hmm. So, I, but I knew in the back of my mind that this world had been thought out and he was just telling a story that was layered on top of this mm-hmm. legendarium, this history. Um, and he could have never written that history and but the way he wrote Lord of the Rings made you feel like it was there. Yeah. I don't need all that right. detail. The fact that Christopher put it together and, and Tolkien wanted to put it out along with the Lord of the Rings, he wanted the Silmarine and the story of the elves to come out at the same time. His publisher said, this is already more than we've ever done. <laughs> yeah. We can't do it. We're just not going to do it. Um, but like I said, if, if he could have left that part blank but the way he described the, the, the way, you know, Aragorn singing the Lay of Theron and Luthien and mm-hmm. all the history that Bilbo talks about when he's in Rivendell and all that kind of stuff. You just have to mention it. And it's like, 
I can picture stacks of books yes. describing this mm-hmm. Yes. And um, so to go and read those histories and read the books, because I think, I'm not mistaken here, when Bilbo talks about the Red Book of Westmarch and he's in Rivendell writing songs with Aragorn and, and the other elves and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure that's the Silmarillion. Okay. So Bilbo's writing the history of the elves, the elves, and then Frodo takes it over after Bilbo dies, and he's writing, you see him writing in a big red leather book in the movie, but I think that's the Red Book of Westmarch, and I think that is supposed to be the Silmarillion, the history of the elves on Earth, and the creation myth, and all that kind of good stuff. So that's, that's kind of neat, the way it's And they do do a good job in the movies portraying that when Gandalf leaves them and goes off and is trying to figure yeah, out what's going on. It, they show him in Minas Tirith reading everything. He's like, well, he's obviously reading the history of the world that sure. he's in to try exactly. to figure out what's going on. Exactly right, yeah. Well, let's get... So since we're talking about the movies, let's jump into the movies a little bit. I do have more questions about the Silmarillion. Yeah. Sil- how do you say it? Silmarillion? Mm-hmm. Is that how you do it? Okay. So that's the next... After Quintillion, it's Silmarillion. Silmarillion. Oh. No, that's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? No, the Silmarils are jewels. There were three jewels called the Silmarils. Oh, okay. The about the Silmarillion. Cool. Okay, we'll definitely get back into that. But yeah. let's chat about the movies for a second. Um, I want to know, this is going to be really hard, but I want to know some of your favorite movie moments from all three, and I'm going to ask you this too, Dalton. That is tough. Um, um, if you want me to go first, I have mine yeah, prepared. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I love, I only have a few kind of shout outs, and I feel like once we're done recording, I'm probably going to be like, oh, that, yeah, that part, you know? Um, I love all the Shire scenes, like we were talking about at the beginning, the concerning hobbits of it all. Mm-hmm. And I, I never, <laughs> and I never really. Um, thought about it until you said it earlier that it really did give such a gravity and such a weight to everything that happened after, for especially for those four hobbits. But they all took like, for granted. Yes, they exactly. They pub and have a drink beer and go home. And, and it's their routine. And oh, this is where we live, and it's happy, and everyone's you know eating and jolly the whole and drinking. Must be like this. Yes, yeah. and and everything's gonna be okay, kind of a thing. And so for it not to be later on, it's just even more, even more of a weight. And so I love all the Shire stuff. Um, I love everything in Rohan in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it is about that that land that mm-hmm. I really, really loved, but I love it so much. Eowyn is my girl, but mm-hmm. um, especially the music of Rohan, and sure. I do want to talk about the music because the music is such a huge part a huge of the part. movies. Um, so I love the Rohan stuff. And then um, Legolas and Gimli's relationship, obviously anything with Merry and Pippin. <laughs> that, that was going to be mine. Any, anything with Merry and Pippin <laughs> yes, is, the is the best. Um, Especially at the beginning of the Fellowship when they're uh, stealing the fireworks yes. and they, yeah. they uh, light the giant dragon firework and their faces... Their yeah, faces... It is outside! <laughs> Put it in the ground! It is in the ground! <laughs> it's so good! And then my last one is the, the very first, like I guess you would say like big like money shot when everybody first became um, it was right after they became the fellowship yeah. and they're climbing over that mountain and, leaving and the music oh, swells yeah. and it's all all nine of them yeah. coming over the mountain and you're like oh, it's that's just it. like the beginning of the adventure yeah, so those those are mine yeah those are great yeah. those are all good ones um, by movie I think seeing the Shire and seeing Hobbiton in the same way that it's been in every poster and calendar and illustration of Hobbit yeah. that I'd seen and having Gandalf come up the the hill in his cart and that kind of thing. Yes. Just like I'd seen a thousand different versions of was really, really moving. The music, like you said, was really moving. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw Minas Tirith, which I didn't expect to see in the first movie, because I knew they weren't going to get there for a while, but they did when Gandalf went to do the research about the ring. Oh, and he okay. rides over the hill on Shadowfax, and you see Minas Tirith off in the distance, and I, I just freak my out. breath away. Yeah. Um, the, in terms of emotion and things like that, and not just spectacle, 
every single time. There's a bunch of parts in all the three movies that every single time still get me. The first time you see the riders and Aragorn mm-hmm. says, what ho, from the mark, you know. Yes, and mm-hmm. yes, and the, the horses in a circle. Yep. Um, and then the same got Aomer on the field of Pelennor when he finds Eowyn. Oh. And screams. And you see it in his face. He's just gone mad. Yes. He's what are you even doing here? She's not even supposed to be there. And like, his yeah. scream was just so She wasn't visceral. supposed to be there that day. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> right. And it's, I mean, it's that is so... Oh, I'm yeah. like picturing his face, too. It's so... And the whole Eowyn arc is very, very cool. I wanted to ask you... Um, is it the same in the book? Like, is it that she was she became a warrior and she I am no man, or was yeah. that part of the? Oh, movie? for sure. I mean, I think Tolkien laid that groundwork when we heard the first time that the Witch King said, "No man can kill me." Sure. So he knew all along that she was going to be one of one. But what now, about, does she say that in the books, or was that for the movie? I, I don't know if she said it, but it was a curse that started back in the first age. Some of the Witch King said, "You're the Witch King of Angmar, and no man shall kill you." And it came down through the ages as a you know a curse and a yeah. a promise. Yeah. And it did, nobody knew it was going to be her. Right. They just knew no man could kill her. But what most people seem to forget too is, right before she stabs him in the face, um, Mary Mary stabs him and stabs mm-hmm. him in the back of the knee with a knife that he got from a the barrow down. Uh-huh. It's an old elven Numenorean yeah. knife that probably wouldn't have cut cut his skin if he'd had a regular Hobbit knife. So no man could kill him, a hobbit and a woman. Right. It took both of them. Right. Oh, um, I didn't even, yeah. Yeah, a lot of yeah. people just kind of glosses over that. But that's, that's cool. Uh, that's that, very that cool. That is neat. So that, that was obviously a big one, too. Yeah. Um, the Mordor scenes, um, first time you see the Black Gates and things mm-hmm. like that were good. I always, it always kind of offended me <laughs> that everybody thinks that the eye at the top of the tower was Sauron. It's not? It is. Well, it's like a periscope. It's a tool. Yeah, it's oh, it's okay. not really him. He can see through it. And he, yeah. And he can see the land. Sure. And he can do all this. But everybody's like, he should turn into a flaming eye. And when it fell down and the flaming broke apart, the thing's gone. That was really more like one of the Palantir, one of the seeing stones. But up on top, and where he could look around and see his whole land and everything. Because okay. wasn't he wasn't going to leave his tower because he was not at... He didn't have... Full power. Yeah, he like, wasn't embodied. He yeah. wasn't he was embodied. Okay. He was, yeah. yeah. It, you know, and everybody else listening might be thinking I'm completely wrong, and I could be completely <laughs> wrong. But it just bugged me that I. That no, thought that's saw that's the way him. I always thought of it too. I, I never really thought it was him. I thought it was, it was a manifestation of him. Yeah, it was like a tool that he used to to control all the people in his land and to scare the hell out of everybody. Cause, yeah, cause, I mean, because really. I didn't want to think that that was him because it really wasn't that scary. I know. Yeah, it's, just that, like, it's just yeah. an eye, guys. Yeah. Come on. But it's all the stuff that goes in the land, all the torture and all the stuff that everybody had to undergo. Well, the, the first... Sorry. One of the extended scenes in Return of the King has the mouth of Sauron. Yeah. Ooh, is that, that's first good. of all, gross. Yeah, that was definitely in the books. In the okay, books, but yeah. Is that, but that's not Sauron either. No. It's no, just, he was the the mouth of it. He was he didn't have a body. His, his, yeah, his uh he covered his eyes and ears with the helmet thing and all he was was a mouth. Okay. So he he's Sauron said, Okay, here's what you say. Go up and he, got it. he was the mouthpiece literally. Okay, got it. But got back it. to your original question, my probably my favorite scene of all of them was the same as my favorite chapter in the book, and it was the longest chapter in all three books, and it was the Council of Elrond. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the fellowship. Yeah, yeah, seeing that um, after imagining it and, and getting all that information mm-hmm. about the rest of the world and the full story of the ring for the first time mm-hmm. and, and seeing the dwarves and everybody play off of each other and Frodo to say, and I'll take it, but I do not know the way. Oh, it's, so it's, sweet. And Gandalf's like, oh, God. Because yeah. like, he yeah. knew that was going to happen. Sure, I, he, that, I mean, that's the He's way I've always felt. He was manipulating it to be. Well, yeah, he was like, this is, 
I don't want this to be what's going to happen, but yeah. I know this is what's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. This is what has to happen. I always loved that scene, too, because it's everybody arriving for the first sure. time. It's all these big characters that you're like, you ah! other elves and dwarves, and oh, gosh, this land has all kinds of things. Yes! Oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Um, so I got, new... I got two two more that yeah, are, are my favorite, and it's one's in the Fellowship, and it's the Argonaut when you see oh, that, yeah. those big wide that's shots great. when you see them coming up to the Argonaut for the yeah, first time it's that's like that's awesome just, just the sheer scale yeah. of it was just yeah. insane and it's gorgeous the Numenorians the guys that chopped mm-hmm. it up the hill you can see where they mined the exactly. side of it the side of it and then of course the end you you about to know man yeah oh yeah every My time friends, for sure. you about to know man and the music's the shark just, music comes up and I'm, I'm starting to tear up right now like, it's just so good <laughs> i can hear it i can hear the shark really come up as it plays and then and everybody else right. just bowing. like bowing it's just oh man bowing four small the fourth, yeah the small, four smallest ones i say i say the yeah. they're they're basically kids right um well <clears throat> sam was and a teenager, yeah, really. Mary and Pippin were pretty young. Mary and Pippin were young, and Frodo was fifty-ish in the books. Fifties in the books, wow. which would be like twenty, late twenties, yeah. early thirties, yeah. like kind of adult, like young adult, rather. In terms of humans, yeah. If you Hobbit compare it, yeah, yeah. Hobbit okay, ages okay. is different. Yeah, because yeah, Bilbo was eleven-one at his party, right? <laughs> but he also right. lived longer than most people because of the ring. Because of the ring. Oh. Um, Gotcha, gotcha. His Bilbo's birthday party is also a yeah, really that's great. A great yeah. um, I love that. Have um, you been into the gaffers of Michael? No, well, yes, but that's, <laughs> not, that's <laughs> not the point. Yes, exactly. Um, I had another thing to talk about for in terms of our favorite, and now it's out of my head. Maybe I'll, maybe we'll circle back. But um, now I want to know about characters specifically. Were mm. there favorite characters that you had in the books? Did it change in the movies? Yeah, it changed in the movies, and it changed every time I read it too, depending yeah. on what, where I was in my life at the time. Legolas and the elves were probably first and foremost throughout most of the times I read it and most of the times I watched it. And reading it, I wanted to know, why are they so sad? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're always moving slowly and singing operatically and really yeah. high and, and, you know, beautiful and smart and artistic and ethereal. Ethereal, yeah. very, you know, very otherworldly. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to know, why were they so sad? Um, and so that, they were usually my favorites. I think they did a great job of portraying them in the movies. And um, and the books were, you know, obviously that that was probably my favorite thing was that race of the elves. Uh, of the elves. Mm-hmm. Um, but the character-wise, um, I loved um, Farmer okay. mm, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. Um, not just because he was the exact opposite of Boromir, sure. But he was he studied under Gandalf, and and you know he never got along with his dad, but he liked the outdoors, and he didn't he liked the sword for what it protected, and not for you know the power, the of power, it. and the weapon of it. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things made me think Faramir was a really neat character. Tolkien wrote in one of his letters too. I, I may be able to pull it up if we take a break here about some of these characters coming along as he was writing them, and I didn't expect them at all. And then this tall, blonde person walked out of the woods, and there was Faramir, and I hadn't imagined him at all. And, and the same with Treebeard. You know, he had oh, no cool. idea. You know, he, was, mm-hmm. he comes walking out of the forest too. He goes, I was totally unexpected. <laughs> that's they so were funny. real people coming into sure. his, his life. Under his imagination. So yeah, Faramir I wish, was a good one. That's funny because I because I guess I'm sure Faramir had more to do in the books because in the in the movie he didn't really have a whole lot. No, but he was letting him letting Frodo go was probably his biggest right. contribution. Right. And then he and Awen do meet in the houses of healing and okay. and they do get married and then they get put in charge of the same land that they meet him in, Athelion. Which okay. Is where he was roaming with all the Robin Hood guys and, and kind of keeping the ring safe. I love that. 
Athelion, mm-hmm. and then he ended up in Osgiliath. Yeah, yeah. This, okay. the, this is supposed to, the flag of Rohan on my tattoo. The other one with the three trees here is the flag is of Athelion, Athelion, which means the moon. It's the land of the moon. Is that a, a subsect of Gondor at yeah. all? Okay, yeah. it's, like, oh, it's, it's all a part, part of. Okay, it's a part of Gondor. County. County. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what are they? Buckinghamshire. Yeah, exactly. It's out in the woods of Gondor, and they. One of the reasons that the hobbits don't know about the rest of the world and that they're kept safe is because rangers like Aragorn and all his buddies and Faramir and all his team from Gondor are constantly patrolling the borders. Mm-hmm. And even as far as the borders of the Shire. So they, if orcs are, are anybody bad, nothing ever gets through to the Shire anymore. Yeah. I mean, it did way, way back in the day. Um, but they're protected without even knowing it. And I think Boromir even brings that up, so that some people don't even recognize what we've been doing for years already. We're protecting and you don't even know it. Right, uh, right. So that was, that was a neat aspect. That's very too. cool. That's very cool. I think character-wise, definitely Mary and Pippin are up there for me. Um, when I was a teenager, it was Legolas all the way. <laughs> for sure. My dad remembers. I had the posters. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was obsessed. Um, but I think as I get older, um, I don't think I un- quite understood Boromir until I got older. And it, it, it's, it, I, ugh, I can't even like put into words now his, his whole arc and how he comes to an end and all of that stuff has, it, it means so much more to me now. And yeah. so definitely him and then, um, Aragorn, I think yeah. is, is definitely up there for me and, um, figuring out like he was, he's introduced to us as the audience, as a ranger, as just a man. And then you find out later that he is the heir he's supposed to, to be the anyway, throne or supposed to if be. If he can do it. Yeah, and he yeah. Well, guts. and that's right. something he always knew, right? Or did he not know that? Or he, he did. didn't want to. He did, but he, he wasn't sure he, he, was, he was up to it. Yeah, that, that's the thing. Like, he, he never, like, he didn't walk around claiming. Mm. No. Like, he was like, yeah, he changed his name. He changed his name to Strider. Right, because everybody was out to kill him. That's why his mom took him to Rivendell to live with Elrond, and that's how he met Arwen and all that other stuff. So it was for protection? Yeah. Okay. He was a kid. Gotcha. Yeah, I do want to say something real quick because I just I found something. Christopher wasn't his oldest son. No? Okay. No. So he had, uh, they had four kids. John Francis Rule uh-huh. was born in 1917. Then Michael Hillary Rule in 1920. Oh, and Christopher was born in 24. It was, wasn't the youngest. They had a, a daughter. Yeah. A daughter. Son. He was the, the youngest son. Yeah. Either died or still alive and had something to do with the new production. She was oh, in the cool. news recently, too. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I definitely want to get into that, too, um, in terms of the new stuff that's coming out. But um, any other favorite characters, Dalton, that you want to shout out? Um, hmm. No, I mean, I like Faramir. Um, I mean, Mary and Pippin will always probably Everything, be my, every scene that they're my ever favorite. In. Yeah. And, and the fact that they are still best friends today yes. and hang out and do stuff. And they're buried in Minas Tirith next to Aragorn. Yeah, yes. yeah. They you, you know that their importance, you know, when you think about Lord of the Rings, most people that aren't fully versed in it, oh, Sam and Frodo, yeah. Aragorn, sure. Regulus. Sure. And you can kind of forget especially because they got separated mm-hmm. from you know the main group early and and then they got separated from each other but i mean what both of them did integral parts they, are, they couldn't have won they, it, it, it wouldn't have won without them yeah. no, like it's so true they, and i feel like they're unappreciated so Ooh, that's, that's another favorite part that i forgot the, the lighting of the beacons yeah. oh the yeah. beacons so yes good. the music as they're getting mm-hmm. yes. there's another time when it swells and you're just like oh. Uh, oh, it's so good. It is so good. Oh, and uh, Pippin's song. 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And, and Billy Boyd, Billy wrote, Boyd wrote it. He and, wrote the music, and, and some of it was from a poem because the, yes. the books are full of poems and songs. And, songs, okay. yeah. and Peter Jackson wanted to keep that. He, he actually played that up more in The Hobbit since The Hobbit was more of a kid's book, and he had more of the songs and poems in those movies. But that every song in the movie is from at least the kernel of a poem or a song, uh, and Billy Boyd finished out, filled out the words, but wrote the tune. That's so that. cool. And, and that was the first take. They didn't tell him they were recording. He was practicing. That was the first oh take. My oh, my wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. I love that. Song, they talked about that on the Friendship Onion, their podcast, which is also very, very good. Oh, yeah. Shout out Friendship Onion. Yeah. They, I, I, first That's, of all, I love uh, that they did that. Dominic the Monaghan and Billy Boyd's podcast mm-hmm. they do together. And right. they don't always talk about Lord of the Rings. A lot of it is Lord yeah. of the Rings, but they talk about a whole bunch of stuff. They do. They just whatever happens to you know, cross their minds at the time. And oh, and they're so cute. Just yeah, the two of them. They're, they're just like the best of friends still, which is just really awesome. Mm-hmm. But they're very Mary and Pippin. Yes. Like yes. It's yeah. so true. Mm-hmm. Um, well, talking about that behind-the-scenes fact that you just shared with us, I want to chat about the the behind-the-scenes little tidbits that we know of. Mm. For example, um, uh, the one every, I was about to say, the one everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, the one everyone knows. Um, in, and this was in the first movie? or It was the second movie. The second movie, when they find... Um, Mary and, Pip- Mary and Pippin have been taken by the orcs, and they find their little um, clasps from their mm. Was it things. the tail end of the first one? No, I think it was. No, the, it was the second one. And, and second Aragorn one. gets so mad because he thinks that they're dead. They've yeah, been they following failed. them this whole time. across all of the whole world. Literally running. Yeah, <laughs> the running. The entire time. Gimli's out of breath at this mm, point. Yeah. Um, and he gets so mad that he kicks, what is it, a helmet? helmet? Yeah. A helmet. And Seeming, Seemingly with a head in it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, and Vigo break broke his foot during that scene, so that scream. The scream was real. Is yeah. the pain? Yeah. Um, and that is that's the one that, that's that the everybody one that knows. That always makes fun of knowing. I just read one the other day, and I didn't think I could have any more new ones. New yeah. ones. And I'm trying to think. Vigo was in a scene. And it was either a fight scene or something. He landed, or somebody kicked or punched his face so hard that it was discolored. And he had to do an important scene. I kind of sort of forgot the scene, too. We might need to just edit this whole thing out. No, it's um, okay. They filmed that next scene just with this half of his face. Oh, oh wow. Because they couldn't show it. It was too bruised, it was bruised and red oh, and wow. angry. Uh, I'll have to look that up. So Vigo, bless his heart, he got oh, beat he up. Oh, he his tooth yeah. off. Um, yeah, he, got, he did get beat up. But he, he was all for the role. Sure. Know? And I feel like... The role of a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Could, Wasn't there something with his finger? Or someone's finger happened? I don't know. Um, oh, Sam had, Sam had his foot cut open. There was in the water in the yeah. water in the in the first movie he's when he's swimming out to uh, stop Frodo. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a piece of glass in the water, and he cut his foot open. Sharp enough to go through the fake hobbit feet. Yes, yeah, seriously. Which was which was thick. Yeah, yeah they were like shoes, basically. They're pretty mm-hmm. much. He kept track of all the scenes where they had to put the shoes on him in the water uh-huh. that didn't appear on. <laughs> so mad. There were so, there he was like so scenes that were like we didn't even have to put those on. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, that. That's that, something he would keep. Yeah, keep track sure. of. he was the oldest of the four. So he, he was. Yeah. Yeah. He was, he was feeling it a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. But I love that scene though. The um. I Is he older to... than Billy Boyd? I thought Billy Boyd was the oldest. I think. I think. I, I think Sean Astin is. Sean Astin is the oldest. Like okay. Yeah. He was like ten years older than the rest of them, but he still he hung pretty tight as far as I was going to say music and ever all of them getting tattoos and stuff yeah. like that. Because yeah. the three Frodo and Merry and Pippin are the three that hung out all the time and like yeah. exchanged music right. and hung out on set and stuff. Mm. And Sean Astin was in and out because he was significantly older. Yeah. But that scene, the um, I have to go to Mordor alone. Of course you do. And I'm yeah. coming with you. That's like, great. That's just so perfect. Sad thing to yes. Say. It really is. So, so good. Um, 
There was another um, behind the scenes. Oh, um, sh speaking of Sean Astin, forgetting his vest. Oh yeah, in it the broke third. Lunch. Yes, yeah. yeah. Billy Boyd actually is older. No way. Three years older than Sean Astin. Wow. Mm -hmm. He just looks a lot better than he Sean Astin. I guess. Yeah, wow. I guess. Yeah, I guess. But yeah, I think. Did you know this, Dalton? That um, in in um, Return of the King, at the very very end, when they're seeing Gandalf off, and Frodo, and Frodo ends up leaving, and that's oh, that's another yeah, part that'll get you because they don't know yeah. the the whole time they don't know that Frodo's gonna be leaving with Gandalf. They were just going to say goodbye to Gandalf and Bilbo yeah. was were also leaving, and, mm -hmm. and so and, yep, yeah, and so Frodo ends up leaving too, and they're just wrecked. I mean, everybody, all three of them are crying, and it's just like Sam wasn't expecting it at all. No, mm -hmm. and oh my gosh, it just breaks your heart after everything they've been through, you know, and so. But during that scene, they broke for lunch, and so you see a scene. You see the scene where everybody's in their outfits, and Sam has a vest underneath. Yes, his and, and then, then immediately the next scene, his vest is gone. It's gone. <laughs> I, yes, I do remember them because, as you do, as I'm sure, we have the special edition extended oh, version. Yeah. Yes, you got they it. Have all the again. appendices oh, that's sure. got 13 hours worth of behind the scenes right. stuff, and I, I remember that being in that too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was. I, I believe I've watched. The appendices more than I've watched the movies. Oh wow! Because I I love the behind the scenes stuff, sure. and so it's just hours and hours of behind the scenes. I think stuff. we've listened to all the commentaries. We've watched them with all the commentaries, which are also oh, see. Very, I didn't know that I've ever watched it with those, the commentaries. I'm gonna have to insight. I'm gonna have to go and, and watch those. Yeah. Yeah. I've only ever watched the appendices. Yeah, it's not always Mary Pippin and Aragorn Arwen. They mix. Oh okay, and so it's it's, it's like where were you during this? Oh, we were in the other part of the country doing that. And, oh, like Boromir and or a. Uh, not Boromir. Um, like, I uh, never mind. <laughs> I was gonna say like John Reese Davis, and I was trying to think of his oh, name. Oh, and, yeah. yeah, and uh, like Carl Urban. Right. Like right, they're right, right. on it. Like it's just yeah. weird pairings. I love which that. Which would be interesting because it, to play off of each other, especially in scenes that you're not in, yeah. what you th what they thought about mm -hmm. seeing it for the first time. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah totally. Cool. I'm gonna have to. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go back and watch the. I would with the love commentary. to watch them. Yeah. yeah. I would love to. Well, we need to have a marathon anyway. Sure. We're overdue. We're overdue. We're overdue. Sure. Last time I did it, I think you were there. I think too, but for Erica's friends, eight or ten of them wanted to. They spent the they spent the night and started in the morning, and between each disc, I had a different dish from. Ah, uh, uh, that's the, brilliant. So we ate all day. We'll have to do <laughs> that. all day. It was awesome. breakfast. We got, we got you that, uh, the, the cookbook, yeah. uh, the Hobbit, or not Hobbit. Tolkien cookbook. Tolkien cookbook. Yeah, I've so got a lot we, of things out of there. So. You'll have to bring it over for our, for when we do the marathon. marathon. And we'll, we'll make a whole bunch of we stuff while we watch it. Yeah. We did a second breakfast. We, we had, did. We did lunch. We did snacks. Yep. We did this. Because it'll right. take all. It's so good. It took, it took all day for sure. We watched, didn't we watch all three of them in one day? I think we watched two and then woke and, up the next morning and, and watch the, the third one. one. I think we've, we've only ever done all three. Well, we did it pretty much at the end of the summer every time you guys came yeah. and visited. We'd, yeah. we'd do it, but it wasn't always on the same day. Yeah. We only did that a couple times because that's a marathon. That, that, I mean, that's huge. an all that's day. I mean, it's at least nine hours, yeah. if not... A little bit more, I think. A little yeah. bit. If you do the special extended edition, it's mm -hmm. probably around 10, 10 or 11. 10 and, and it's... It's just like the books. It's a different experience when you do watch it all in one day, like one movie, and you're at the Return of the King and you're remembering this morning we were in the Shire. Yeah. In the afternoon yeah. we were in Rohan, and now we're, you know, the And it really, it too. feels like we're the ones on the journey. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, you're like, we just walked oh, however yeah. many. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, 11.2 hours to watch the wow. extended versions of Lord of the Rings. Yeah. That is a lot. That is. That is a lot. But de we definitely have to do that soon. Yeah, I sure. would love it. Um, and I love 
I mean, one of the, there are many reasons why I married this man mm -hmm. next to me to my left, but one of them was the first time we watched Lord of the Rings together, he could quote it just like you and I did yeah. all the time. <laughs> and like, and Erica, I mean, every time we watched it, we, we knew, like we yeah. knew exactly what was happening and we could quote all the things. And so I was like, okay, he likes Lord of the Rings just as much as we do. This is good. Keeper. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's everything I can do to not do that. I have to remind myself, <laughs> don't tell the story about the helmet. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't tell the story about the knife flying at Aragorn when the room was supposed to go off the screen and it came mm. right at him and he hit it away with his sword. Oh, in yeah, real that's life. Right. In real life, yeah. Uh, the sword, that's yes. impossible. Gosh. That dagger the guy threw. Uh -huh. That was crazy. And he just hits it with his sword. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, okay, this is kind of a fun question. Okay. okay. If you had to pick a place in Middle Earth in which to live, I got two. Where would it be? And I, you could say, maybe let's make it easier. Pick a place to live and pick a place to vacation. Yeah, that's okay. what I've done. Okay. okay. So if you're ready, you, you can... I would live in Rivendell and I'd summer in Lothlorien. Love it. Okay, uh, why Lothlorien? Because, again, the elf factor. Okay. And being up in the trees and, you know, being out in, the, in nature, but up off the ground. So in case there were wild Middle Earth creatures we didn't know about. Right. Couldn't get to me. Okay, so Lothlorien is um, when Word. Sam says, um, it's the it's the elves, and they're in the woods, yeah. and there's all the pretty lights. Yeah, that, it's okay. the right. elves in the trees. Yeah, in the trees. where Galadriel's yeah. main compound is. Okay. Yeah, so that she's in charge there. And obviously, Elrond's in charge at Rivendell, and that I would do for the libraries, and the music, yeah. and mm. the food, and the... Just contemplative walking around all the waterfalls and just being all pieced out. That would be really fun. I love yeah. that. I love how they did, because I, I mean, I have not read the books. Sorry to the people listening. Um, but I love how Rivendell looked in the movies. I can't believe I didn't choose that as one of my favorite scenes. Because seeing that after all the years of reading it and that being one of my favorite parts in the book. Yeah. Seeing that the first time when they come around the corner and all the waterfalls are there and everybody uh, being all chill. It's just like, Perfect. Man. And at this point, because of the movies, you can't. Like, New Zealand is Middle-earth. Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Totally. No question. They totally. had all the different places covered completely. Everywhere. Yeah. Andros in the middle of the valley with up on the mm -hmm. top of that ridge. It's like it was made that way for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they had to tear it all down. And after. they had to tear it, yeah. But that story of them finding it and, real, and like, being like, this is, <laughs> yeah, like, this is exactly, it was, it was like this spot was meant for mm -hmm. this. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, what okay. about you? Oh, so... I would I would actually vacation in Rivendell, mm -hmm. and I would live in the Shire. Oh, okay. Because I just I have such a tie to that, just the like themes of home mm -hmm. and the themes of you know eating. I don't know. I love food, and like everybody is so happy, and and everyone knows each other. It's the idea of like a small little neighborhood, mm -hmm. even though it's not really that small. But um, I just love the the vibes of yeah. the Shire, so I could see myself living in the Shire and definitely vacationing in. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I guess that's why we're married because I would live in in the Shire nice. as well. Um, but to vacation, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. Um, I could see you in Rohan. Yeah, yeah. but what about was it Bjorn? Bjorn? Yeah, where he lived would be cool. Okay, um, which is kind of wooded. Or, or Tom Bombadil, I guess, because yeah, okay. he lived in the woods. Yeah. We're also, I mean, I feel like, and this is. They don't really mention it much in, in the Lord of the Rings, but uh, in the Hobbit, Lake Town. Yeah, I'd hang out. I'd hang out Lake Town. Lake Town, yeah, would, be yeah, cool. Lake sure. Town would be fun to, to sure. vacation. That would be cool too. Um, and it's like you've read my notes because that segues perfectly into what I wanted to ask about um, other Tolkien works. So let's start with the Hobbit. And did you 
read though I guess you read Lord of the Rings first. I did. I did. I read The Hobbit way, way later than okay. almost anybody I know. Because I read The Hobbit the fir- in school, right? Yeah. In, in um, I had like eight, not AP, because it was like middle school, so it wasn't an AP class, but it was like a, I don't even remember what it was called, but it was mm-hmm. like an advanced English whatever. And I told my friends in like the other English classes that we were reading The Hobbit, and they were like, "What? Mm-hmm. You're reading The Hobbit?" And I feel like I was way young to be reading it because a lot of it went over my head. Um, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but I definitely, I have way more emotional ties to The Lord of the Rings yeah. than I did for The Hobbit. So mm-hmm. what did you think of The Hobbit? I liked it. Um, I, I didn't read it for a very long time because I'd read so much about it and about it being and his kids talking him into writing down the stories that he told them growing up because mm-hmm. they wanted you know, a definitive copy because he very, very time he told it to change. Okay. There would be different things in there. So he finally wrote that down as a story. And I liked seeing... The groundwork laid for the future <clears throat> stories in there, you know, him meeting Gollum and the riddles in the dark right. and all that kind of stuff was great. Um, but I and the, the style, see, it was a kid's book, so I didn't like it as much as, as Lord of the Rings because it was like what it was never a kiddie book, but it, it just seemed to be more tra la la and blah blah blah, yeah. you know, and, and um, wasn't as serious, maybe, right. And I guess the biggest action would be like Bilbo and the Trolls. Was that the biggest Probably thing? Probably. That- well, and then the final uh, confrontation with Smaug. Yeah. I guess, yeah. In yeah. Lake Town was right. a little intense. Yeah. But not, not as, it wasn't a Helm's Deep or a, yeah. right. or a Minas right. Tirith fighter. It was the guy trying to kill the dragon. And we're yeah. looking at every big fairy tale. Yes. 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 Yeah, it was yeah, very yeah. common. I did actually read The Hobbit before Lord of the Rings. Oh, yes. did you? And it was Most because... people I know did, did that too. Yeah, it was because my parents had a copy of The Hobbit in the house. And mm-hmm. so I found it on the bookshelf one day and I think I just started reading it. Yeah. Um, so I did uh, read it before, not too much before, maybe a year before I read... But I'm sure it was cool to have that backstory in, you know, jumping into Lord of the Rings and knowing what yeah, Bilbo and had knowing done. a little bit, yeah, mm-hmm. a little bit more about Bilbo... Of course. Yeah. yeah. I think my favorite part of The Hobbit in terms of movie is um, all the dwarves coming to Bilbo's house. That's yes, right. That's, that's a great thing. It's a great scene. <laughs> and the song they sing while that's, they do it. That's what Bilbo Bag- Baggins hates. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. So all their cute. songs were good. And they were th- that book was full of dwarf songs. The marching song. Yes. And, oh, it's raining now. No, they had a song for every occasion. Oh my gosh, the Misty Mountain the, song. The Misty Mountain song Ooh, gives, that thing gives me the chills, chills. every time. Yeah. So good because it's so Ooh. yeah, it's so. They just low. lay that bass well, down there. The only problem I have with the movies is is Feely and Keely. Why? <laughs> They're too pretty. They're too pretty. They're too pretty. They're supposed to be. Beaten They're supposed up to be oh. dwarves. Why do they not look like any of the other dwarves? Well, I mean, I will say the I had jeans. a crush on which one was Feely. Feely's dark hair? I don't remember. Uh, I had a crush on yes. him. Because he, we, we yes. know him from being human. Remember? He was the vampire. And um, the other guy, maybe thinking of somebody else, the Almighty Johnsons. Oh, oh. yes. Yeah. That, he oh, was yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was, well, that was the other one besides uh-huh. Adrian, what's his name? Yes, yes. He I remember the, that. The one that could talk and speak and make anybody do what he wanted. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. But yeah, that, I mean, that was always my favorite part of the movie. And um, I like now having known what happened in The Hobbit and then watching Lord of the Rings again, all of the little things in the beginning where Gandalf and Bilbo were talking and um, even Gandalf and Frodo when Gandalf says, um, 
If you're referring to uh, your Uncle Bilbo and the trolls, I was barely involved. Barely involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like seeing, too, uh, it's, it's a super sad part, but one of the fav- my favorite dwarves in The Hobbit was Balin. And he's the body that you find in, in Casa Doom. Casa Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the guy that's holding the book is the oh. youngest Hobbit, the one that everybody... Oh! He's, he's the one that was he's writing, the one that was writing. In the dark, and yeah. they're coming. Oh my gosh, yeah. wow, so wow. Know, and then one of them, I know, seriously. <laughs> um, and then one of them is um, relative to Gimli, right? Yeah, his dad. His, his dad. dad. Okay. The, what, is he the one with the crazy beard? No. That's, I think that's the... Um, Bomber? Yeah. Bomber is the big one. And he had, like, braids. Yeah, yeah that was uh, Biffer. Biffer had the... Over. Okay. And Bomber was a really big fat one. He was like round, yeah. yeah. Uh, he just looked kind of normal. He yeah, had, he almost looked like he had a big nose. Yeah. He had a, a, a kind of fat nose. Okay. I liked Dwalin too, with all the Dwalin. tattoos on his skull. Yeah. He was bald. Oh uh, yes. That was uh, Graham Norton. Yeah, he not Graham Norton. Graham, Graham McTavish. Right. Oh, that's right. From, uh, Sam and Graham. Yes. Yeah. Have you seen that? <laughs> no. Oh, you, you should like watch that. You would like. You would like it. It's a travel one. Where they travel around Scotland. Oh, okay. Uh, Graham McTavish and Sam something or another. He's in Highlander too, isn't he? Not Outlander. Highlander. Outlander. Outlander. Both of them are in Outlander. Outlander. Oh. Okay. And that's why they. That's why they. Oh. Okay. Um, it's like low key sponsored by Outlander. They, go <laughs> they talk about. Yeah. They talk about it a lot. But yeah, they go to. All over Scotland. In fact, I wouldn't mind watching that again. Yeah, totally. Because I think there was a couple episodes we missed. Huh. Um, but it's oh, it's real interesting. Yeah. Cool. Being you know ancestors from there, it yeah, obviously sure. is gonna. It'll pull at your heart. Pull, pull at your uh, what? What is that? What do they say that is? Uh, yeah, there is an, uh, an idea. The the like homeland. The pull of like. Like you and I talk about all the time, listening to that Celtic Scottish music. Something, into the something, something yeah. in our hearts is like this yeah. is the call this of the sea. Is yeah. our people. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's very weird. It's a yeah, weird it's feeling. Genetic. Um, okay, so uh, let's go back to the Silmarillion for a mm-hmm. little bit. Um, so you you say that it's the histories behind Middle Earth, or it's, what is... well, it's it's a couple of different things. The creation of the world. Okay. So it's the creation myth. Every good world has to have a creation myth of some kind, whether it's you know the Indians or the Scottish or whoever. And I really like Tolkien's. His is called the Anulindale. I love that. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it's that just a good word. word. Creation of the world, and then the world is sung into existence by God and the top ten or twelve angels of His. They sing a song, and it creates the world. Aww. And I thought that is just cool. That's beautiful. It's really really neat. <laughs> so the whole first part of that Anulindale is the creation of the world, and evil. Okay. Is part of that because one of the ones singing the song. Is Sauron's boss and dissonance? Yeah, and, and he introduces discord. And, yeah, and then Iluvatar, who's the god, says, "You know, there's no discord or nothing you can sing into the song that I haven't already thought of. So mm. you just go ahead and knock yourself out. Yeah, and my plan is still going to be smooth everything yeah. out. No, no worries. But he still tries. He yeah, makes, makes life miserable for everybody. <laughs> um, and then the big tales, the th- four big tales that Tolkien told and were eventually Christopher put out in their own books." Are in the Silmarillion, and that's Baron and Luthien, mm-hmm. the fall of Gondolin, um, Children of Hurin. That's three big tales, I guess. Three yeah. great tales. And Baron and Luthien is the kind of the mirror image of Aragorn and Arwen, right? And Same story. J.R.R. Tolkien and his wife. Oh wow! Yeah, that's okay. basically he wrote. He met. He she was dancing on a riverside. Yeah. And what? That's what sparked, or like that is what. Kind of uh, was the basis of Baron and Luthien. Literally a fairy tale. It really was, and that's the one that he re- wrote the most. 
So the lay of Baron and um, Luthien has the most forms. Okay. There's the most versions of that, which makes it incredibly hard to get through. This is the 25th version. Yeah. And in the 16th <laughs> stanza, he uses she instead of her. And I'm like, uh, am I going to have to read that whole thing just yeah. for that one little change? Yeah. But it is worth slogging all the way through. And it is. he always saw her as Luthien, and he is Baron, and their tombstones say that. It mm-hmm. says, John Ronald Tolkien. Rule Tolkien and Edith Thorna Tolkien, Luthien and Baron. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that. Super touching. Where are they buried? In Oxford, I think. Oxford. Yeah, I think, maybe. I might be wrong. But I think it's, it's in the, the UK. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely there, but I think it is in the... the Where they lived. The cemetery in the, on the university grounds. Okay. Because you wow. can go there and see his office and the library and where they're buried, I think. Wow. And lengthwise, is, is how does the Silmarillion compare to... It's, well, it feels a lot longer. Yeah. It's, it's so extremely dense. descriptive. Yeah, it's super I'm sure. It's, um, yeah. But it's it's probably the length. I think all of the three novels in the trilogy are longer in terms of page numbers mm-hmm. than the Silmarillion, but they're not nearly as dense. It's right. so, it, the, you can just feel the weight of it in your hand yeah. when you're reading it. Yeah. Um, and they're, it's, it's some of the most tra- some of the most beautiful in some ways, but easily some of the most tragic um, stories I've ever read. The Children of Hurin is just like, what next, man? These guys really just got crap on. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, and all the Children of Hurin, not just Hurin did too, yeah. and his kids. And I'm like, this is the worst. Man. Uh, but it was definitely worth reading. And, it, and a lot of, again, parallels in Lord of the Rings are called back to that without the people even knowing. Okay. Um, so, and then um, that's pretty much the, the rest of the The Lost Tales was yeah. another one that was. He didn't finish writing. He did. Unfinished they, Tales and Chris, Lost Tales. Yeah, and Christopher kind of compiled those as well. He finished that up. And then the rest of the Silmarillion is the story of the elves. Waking, okay. waking up by the lake called Quivienen. Mm. And they just wake up one day and they're like, oh, there's, this is the world. We exist. <laughs> and um, there's only a couple that go, make it all the way through. And Kierd in the shipwright, the guy that runs the uh-huh. farm where they get on the ship to go to the Grey Havens, he was there. He woke up next to the lake. Wow. Um, but most of the rest, Galadriel didn't and Elrond didn't. But their parents did. Okay. And, um, and so then from waking up and traveling throughout the world and coming, having different trials and tribulations and, and Feanor, the guy that makes the Silmarils, is pretty much the start of all their troubles because mm-hmm. jealousy and, you know, coveting. That's when Feanor asked Galadriel for one strand of her hair to put in the Silmarils because mm. they'll make him the most beautiful jewels in the history of the world. Yeah. And she says no. Yeah. And he gets light from the, the tree that's the sun and the tree that's the moon. Here, yeah, and puts those in the stones. So, and then the bad guy destroys the two trees, so the only light left from the original area is in these stones. The okay. and and if you didn't know that story, then when Gimli asks for a lock of her hair, or not a lock, yeah. but a strand of her hair, and she gives him three, it's huge. That's a big if deal. If you didn't know that, that part of the story ahead of time, yeah. then it it's doesn't... It's cool. It's cool. It doesn't, yeah. It's still cool, yeah, but it doesn't have that same weight. It's like, mm-hmm. wait a second. She said no. She to, said no to, to, yes. to this. For, and it started wars and things yeah. by her saying no. And this well, it also dwarf, shows, yeah. fighter, gruff... Yeah, she Has was no like, he, he, he is more worthy of this than... Yeah. It also shows that she's grown a whole lot, because yeah. in her younger days, which I think we're going to see in, in the new TV show, or definitely going to see her younger days, she was a lot more um, covetous of power, yeah. and she wanted her own land to rule, she wanted to be a queen, yeah. which again, when she chose the ring on it, says, mm-hmm. you, would, you would replace the king with a queen, and then she says... I passed the test and remained. Yeah. yeah. Back then, I don't think she would have. Right. I think, I think she would have taken right. the kingdom and, and 
and done that. So wow. that whole progression through all these different books and stories is just fascinating. That's to me. so cool. That yeah. is so. So cool. that, but I figured out why the elves were so sad. Yeah, so there you go. Because man, there's not one but two kinslayings. Mm-hmm. The kinslaying. There's two Fun. of them. Two of them. That means elves killing elves. Right. So that they're you know fighting civil war essentially yeah. much and then there's the battle of unnumbered tears not real fun oh my god um that's when almost all of the, the great alliance gets wiped out by the bad guys okay uh, and then they have the battle of sudden flame Dagor Bragolok it's called and the whole field just caught on fire while everybody was fighting oh my god! Right. you could do that no fair mm-hmm. um so there's just just the titles alone of all yeah, of these battles I know. And all of this, and like... that's what makes them so heavy yeah. you don't even have to explain it when you say oh yeah that was the battle of unnumbered tears you don't you don't have to give any details you just have to go dang yeah that had to be the worst exactly so it's the history of the elves the creation of the world and the three great tales okay and apparently he's he, when he was in world war one the inkling of the fall of Gondolin was the first of the great tales that came to him. He jotted down some notes when he was in the trenches. Okay. That was supposed to be the first Middle Earth reference, I think. Uh, yeah, I always, I always forget that he fought in mm-hmm. World War One and w- with C.S. Lewis. Weren't they no, they, they weren't together? at the same place. Yeah. But um, they were friends. They were friends. They were friends. There's a group yeah. of four called the Inklings, and I can never remember the other two names. But it was C.S. Lewis and Tolkien, and they read each other stuff to each other. They lent them chapters. They would bring stuff to the Inklings and say, what do you think about this? And they'd all critique each other's So work. cool. Yeah, it was also a, uh, was the Tea Club and Barovian Society. Something, something like that. Yeah, it was and another thing that uh, they were all in. And There was a pub back there in Oxford, the Eagle yep. and something. Something in Eagle that, yeah. that they meet in. Uh, I want to see that origin story. Yeah. Where's that TV show? Of, like, I Tolkien wonder if all of all these, yeah, Of all these historical... Uh, Biopics that they've been putting out. Yeah. Why have there not been a Tolkien, C.S. Lewis, you know that that, yeah. though, that group of friends that did sure. so much that, would be that so all cool. were in World War One together? The religious aspect of it too, because C.S. Lewis was much more overt with his. But yeah, Tolkien was just as devout. Yeah, he just didn't you know wear it on the sleeve. Right, as right. C.S. Lewis did. Yeah. So yeah, that would so that would be cool. cool. I haven't seen the Tolkien biography that most that came out a couple of years ago, and I keep meaning to, but I part of me didn't want to because some people said that it. it um, didn't so much distort things as not report them as accurately as possible. Okay. Um, and I'm not a big rose-colored glasses kind of thing. Kind of maybe, or, or maybe um, attributing things in his life to inspiring the future stories that probably didn't have anything oh, to do with okay. it. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But I still want to see it because, you know, Lily James, I think, plays Mrs. Fulton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and... I'm going to watch it at some point. I'm sure. surprised I haven't watched it by sure. But I think that touches on the C.S. Lewis relationship and you know, right. stuff at school and stuff right. like that. So. Um, well, okay, so we, we have we have some trivia to get into in a minute, but um, I wanted to open up the floor. Is there anything else that you wanted to cover in this um, in terms of Lord of the Rings? And we're definitely going to have you back on again. For oh, sure. Because oh. we're going to do a movie breakdown at some point. Yeah. And, yeah. This was just kind of like a That'd Tolkien overview. I would love to bring you back for like truly like maybe after we marathon yeah. of like yeah, the we'll Lord do, of the Rings detail. We'll do an great. episode on each movie. Yeah. And I'd love to do the Hobbit movies as well Me just too. because I haven't, I think I've only seen each of them once, maybe twice. I know I haven't, I've only yeah. seen the last one in the Hobbit series once. Yeah. I don't even remember yeah, what happened. I think in my mind. I think so I too. Think because every time I read Watch them, I enjoy them, and you know. Well, they add the 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 elvish love interest with Feely in there that wasn't in the books. Never, yeah. Oh, right, right. She completely made up character, and people are bitter about that. But I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, that little bit of it because the rest of it was so enjoyable, and because we get to see more Tolkien. 
Absolutely. You know? Anything Tolkien related. As long as Peter Jackson, whatever yeah. Peter Jackson was doing it, if anybody else had, I would have been. You can't have a movie out today without a little romance. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And there was almost no female protagonist, even in Lord of the Rings. They had to beat sure. the Orange Park. In yeah. Sure. And for Toriel. Um, and the last things to add, I would say I know a lot of people that have started the Silmarillion. Okay. And a lot fewer that have finished it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because um, it's just so deep it, and dense. And it took the me. Language is hard. It took me probably about four or five it tries until I got it all the way. I through. had at least four or five tries and had given up, um, but decided, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, and um, found the Tolkien Professor on mm. his podcasts. And this is easily 15 years ago, but he's still going strong. In fact, he started several online universities, and he was teaching Tolkien at the college level. Oh, okay. A, a class on a, Tolkien? A whole, yeah, and you could get, now he's got an uh, online university, you can get degrees in Middle English and Medieval Studies and Tolkien and That's stuff like crazy. that. That's crazy. But he suggested two things. He said, when you're reading the Silmarillion for the first time, don't try and keep all the names straight. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got hung up, because it's Finarfin and Fingold and Finwa and Felagund <laughs> and all this, and those are all Galadriel's people. Yeah. And then you got Thingol and all these other guys over here, and these people lived in Doriath, and these people lived in Nargothrond, and these people did this. And if you get too hung up on the names at first, you're going to stop. You're going to be mm-hmm. too confused. But sure. at some point, you're going to get, if you can put that in the back of your mind, it's all going to start to make sense, and you're going to be like, oh, that's one of the Felagund people over here. Yeah, okay. And these are the Teleri. They're the ones that didn't want to go back to Valinor. And they got stuck in the ice that time. And you're like, it all starts to gel. Yeah, yeah. So that combined with, he was teaching that at the time. He was doing a chapter, a class, with his college students, and he recorded it. So they would read a chapter, and the next day they'd talk about it in class, and they'd mm. raise their hands and ask questions, and he would say, let's take this apart, and let's, this is why this. And I, I read a chapter right along with him and did the whole thing. And listened to the that, and that probably day. made it a lot it made easier. It to... Incredibly easier. And then the next four or five, because I've read Lord of the Rings thirty-five times, similarly maybe five or six. And then the history is just once. I don't think I'm ever going to tackle that again. But I have, I have an <laughs> index. It's a lot. Yeah. It, so if I need to look something up, I'll know which one to go to. Um, so I would suggest people to do that. Um, the second thing is I hope that people give the Rings of Power a chance. I was going to ask you, okay, we are not sponsored by Amazon yeah. Prime, but when does that come out? That <laughs> the, comes out soon. September 20th? Yeah, September 2nd. 2nd, that's okay. right. Um, September 2nd. And it's just, I had hoped that, that the Tolkien fandom would be a little bit more bulletproof and resistant to trolls. Yeah. Um, but when online, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or wherever, as soon as a trailer would come out, I've stopped even reading the comments because there's so many people I that think are that's just smart. <laughs> crapping all over it and just before they've even seen it. Yeah. And... Just if you feel that Wait way. Wait till you see it to right. crap on it. Well, yeah. Yeah, at least watch it first. And, and then the other ones, all the people that say, I'm not going to watch this because blank. Great. How about you not tell us that too? Sure. Absolutely. You know, if you're not Keep it to it, yourself. Fine. Don't announce fine. to the world that you're not going to watch it because you don't trust the people that are making it. Right. And I saw a, I saw somebody to that effect um, responding to those trolls fairly recently. And I can't remember who it was. But they said, um, they can be, these, these worlds and these stories don't have to be mutually exclusive. You can enjoy, you can be such a huge fan of the Lord of the Rings and maybe not such a huge fan of the whatever, but don't let it ruin the entire world for you. And for everybody know. else. And for everyone else. And there like, are people that like the books better than the movies and the movies better than the books and I haven't read this time and that's all fine. It's such sure. a, it's a robust and such a strong world that it can take it. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's got good bones, that story. Absolutely. And that's why so many people can have made livings in painting and singing and drawing and weaving and lives centered around Lord of the Rings and Tolkien and that have made whole livelihoods based oh, yeah. on this kind of stuff. Oh, Not yeah. just Ren Faire stuff. Billy and, and Dom had a guy on that was from Norway, I want to say I may be wrong, that 
put music to every single poem and song in all mm. of Tolkien's works. Wow. He got sponsored by the college that he was doing it, and he, he quit. He was a classical guitarist, and he quit that and wrote orchestral pieces. And, and real and if they were fun, they were drinking songs, and if they were this, that, the other. How And he's cool. been putting those out for the last 10 years, and he just finished. He's got like 10 albums worth of wow. Tolkien music. And so that, that person cool. read the books and was moved by it, and his outlet to give was music. Yeah. Other people do, yeah. you know, Ted Naismith and, and John Howe and all those guys that do the drawings and the paintings, and they were inspired that way. Yeah. So it's uh, anything that can last this long and sell that much and, and inspire people, that has to have good bones. Absolutely, absolutely. And so Rings of Power um, follows Galadriel, right? Yeah, not only, but yeah, it's, that, it's the second age, because the okay. stuff that happens in the books and in the Hobbit and all that is the third age. I think what a lot of people's fear is that it's not inspired by the works it's inspired by the money some people fear that too and that's what the, the, the all the extraneous stuff in the hobbit some of that was like that too mm -hmm. but there's parts in the hobbit where gandalf goes away for six chapters mm -hmm. we can make up whatever we want I mean, yeah yeah that's true um, and the second age is outlined in the appendices to the lord of the rings so they know roughly who's there but they don't know about the individual stuff that's going on and they like i said galadriel was a different person she wasn't the ethereal totally peace sure. i know the, all the secrets of the world she was just learning all that stuff. yeah and she was very much a warrior queen okay um so that it, that's showing this and then isildur's in it you know okay so i was gonna ask um for those at home that are huge fans of lord of the rings what characters in the new show can we very few besides the elves because they live forever just okay. about. So, El <laughs> elrond's there as he's a youngster he's just okay. learning the whole way around Diplomacy and governing, and he's friends with Durin, who found Casa yes. Doom. So you get to see Casa Doom at the height of its glory, cool. all lit up, and as mm. a giant city. And Very it's just, cool. I'm really looking forward to that. But Elrond and Durin are close, and then so the elves and the dwarves haven't fallen out yet. Um, and then Numenor is around, mm -hmm. so you get to see eventually the fall of Numenor, but the the height of its power, you know. So it's a time of peace apparently, but Galadriel's one of the only ones that senses that. The evil's not gone away all the way. Okay. Something, something's back there and something's coming and it's right. not going to be any good and it ends up being Sauron. Oh, interesting. But the rest of it's thousands of years before any of the action we see. Okay, on, on gotcha, gotcha. But from what I've seen, what I've heard, the music is fabulous. I mean, Howard Shore did the theme. Okay. But they got another guy, Bear McCreary, does mm. all the music and he's done everything from The Walking Dead to yeah. whatever. He's done great TV shows. So he's done the the incidental music and the, okay. everybody's got a theme Elrond, Galadriel love it all this so the parts that I've heard that just came out last week are very good so okay. I'm, I've changed from cautiously optimistic to very optimistic good every little clip I've seen and what they're doing with the detail of the city of Numenor and the, the outfits just like in Lord of the Rings all that intricate detail that you may not even see yeah. but they did anyway yeah it looks like they're handling it is what a part that. of it they were at the beginning and they're but I, I don't think they are now Mm, yeah, gotcha. I know. Well, in fact, that they they filmed the whole first season in New Zealand, and for some reason they're filming the rest in England. I don't know why they're coming back. Weird. And uh, that's that's got a lot of people kind of money. Well, and yeah, I, I will say, I don't know why. I don't think it'd be cheaper in New Zealand. For for my dad being like the biggest Tolkien fan I know, for him to have such an optimistic view of this new show should give everybody else an optimistic view <laughs> of it because you you know so much about this world that like if you trust it then yeah well i'm a glass half full kind of guy too. yeah I'm sure <laughs> sure i'm usually optimistic about yeah it. yeah which is fine I, i'd rather be torn down later than to go into anything with like oh, oh. i know i'm exactly yeah, the same I, way <laughs> I, I, my expectations are very low so if it's good then i'll be pleasantly surprised <laughs> yeah, so you're but if it's opposite. but if it's not then i'm like oh well it's kind of like i thought it was gonna be I, well so. no i'm i'm exactly
exactly like and what you will, said. I'm very optimistic yeah. about most things. And it won't diminish my enjoyment of any of the rest of it. Exactly. It's not up I, exactly. I would view it like I view the last three Star Wars movies. Yeah, okay. They right. tried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. effort. Yeah. 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 But you can still enjoy the originals without it yeah. being tarnished. When you guys invited me on to this, which I really appreciate and I've, I've enjoyed a lot and it's been a lot of fun, um, I was trying to think of another world building that was even close to Tolkien. Mm. And um, you really can't. No. Um, that's lasted that long or was written in the 30s, published in the 50s, sold in the 60s, all that other stuff. But the world that's got the most detail and the most offshoots and the most, you know, interesting evolution to me is Star Wars. Mm. George Lucas. Yeah. Star Wars. Well. And all the other people. But. And all the other people, but unfortunately, none of that is canon anymore. Yeah. I know. When Disney bought it all, they said. All these hundreds of books mm-hmm. and other things that were created by people. Love it. Go it's on. gone. That's annoying. It, it is, is annoying I mean, because there. there was some really, really great stuff in, um, I wouldn't call it fan because it, I mean, it was published and everything, yeah. but essentially fan books that people mm-hmm. that loved the original trilogy came up with right. and wrote their own stories about other characters or even some of the same characters. Some mm-hmm. of them were so... Because I used to read a lot of Star Wars stuff. I read a good bit of those, stuff. too. And, and, so, a bunch and of some of them were just so good. Yeah. And then for them to come out and be like, nope, we're going to do our own thing. Right. And due to it, what they did, yeah. it, it really kind of bummed There's a lot a few, of people few, out. Mandalorian was pretty good. Mandalorian, but yeah, that, that John nice. Favreau, yeah. he, he's amazing. Yeah. He, He's amazing. He does all kinds of cool stuff. So, but again, back to the bones of a good story. That's the last I'll say about Star Wars is Lucas coming up with the core of mm-hmm. the Force and the dark side and the Yoda character and Luke Skywalker yeah. and his parentage and all that coming. Because I mean, that was just Shakespearean. Oh yeah. Um, so that that's probably the closest I can think of where one person authored the the root story. Yeah. And just it just blossomed from there. Yeah, Do you totally. think um, Song of Ice and Fire is going to be? Maybe. Viewed the same in fifty years. Maybe um, I, I like the idea that George R. R. Martin yeah. took yes. his RRs from yeah. Tolkien, and he's always been a big fan. A lot of people that write modern fantasy purposely write anti-Tolkien because they say it was too black and white and good and evil, and, and I don't think that at all. I think no. it's very nuanced, um, and there's there's ways to do both and appreciate both. Modernizing I think that's stuff. just their excuse because they know that they can't do it as good as he does. <laughs> that's a good thought. I bet, it, I bet that's true. Um, I do like the written, well, and even the, the Game of Thrones TV stuff, and even the end that it's so controversial. I totally get that, and, and I know why they did it. And, yeah. Um, again, the optimist in me, I'm okay with, with yeah. the way it ended. And yeah. people say, you have to reshoot the end last season because I didn't like it. Yeah, that's a little stupid. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, to answer your question, I think if he ever finishes it, that it will probably hold up. Yeah. Uh, but he, even he just came out a few days ago and said, I'm not sure when I'm going to finish this or if I'm going to finish yeah. this. Which, how do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? It how just seems it like I'm a, I'm a big old jerk. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to work on all these little, little projects. Did no one else cares about. Yeah. <laughs> now, I am interested in seeing tonight um, the House of Dragons. House of Dragons. Oh, it tonight. starts tonight? It starts tonight. Okay. Wow. And I think the first yeah, we'll, two episodes might be. Yeah, I definitely want to watch HBO that. Well, um, the main guy is Doctor Who. Matt Doctor Smith. Matt yeah. Smith. He That's was the eleventh Doctor. I think so. He was my. He got me back into it. He's the one on my other tattoo. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Matt Smith. You didn't yeah. like uh, Christopher Eccleston? Yeah, a lot. And I also liked um, David uh, David Tennant. Tennant a lot. All yeah. the ones Matt forward 
And was Eccleston before him? Eccleston was first, then David Tennant, then Matt Smith. Okay. I didn't think that David Tennant was before that. Okay, mm-hmm. anyway, I like that whole era, but Matt Smith got me back into it. Amy Pond, come on. Yeah. Love Amy Pond. Um, so that was another big fandom, too. And then for it to have lasted as long as it sure. did, because that was since the 50s in England. Mm-hmm. And that core story of a Time Lord. I, I was about to say, you know what? Good. That one might be that's that one there. might be up there as well. Yeah, I'll, I'll back that 100%. That would, be, that would be a good subject for the show, too, if you guys like Oh, yeah, totally. See some of the another, um, In terms of world building, the only other one I could think of that might come close maybe and eventually would be Harry Potter. But I yeah. don't know if... I meant to mention that, too. I... The, some people have their agreements with that too, but I think the the world building and the background that she did, even though it doesn't go nearly as far back, sure, yeah, but is is a strong foundation. Yes, and the way all the spells it have is. Latin names and yeah. the way the character the names background. character names fit the people really well. Mm-hmm. You know, Malfoy is evil. Yeah, because of his name. Yeah, and it is very small focus. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it for doesn't. Sure. It, they they kind of spread out in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. But as far as like the Harry Harry Potter, it's kind of really. I mean, it's really only well, at. It does come down to the whole good versus evil thing again. Yeah. You know? I mean, and that, that decided the world basically. Yeah. Voldemort had won, but you're right. That's true. It's, it's encapsulated. It's, in yeah. Way. It's kind Definitely, of well compared to Tolkien, it's yeah. for sure yes. way smaller. Yes. But it's, I got the same enjoyment of reading those eight books to my girls and to myself as I did the first couple times I read Tolkien yeah. for sure. And that's what I feel like is has um, the same kind of longevity as. Uh, the Tolkien stuff has is because we're going to read Harry Potter to our kids and mm-hmm. so on and so forth because it was such a big part of our lives. Right. Um, and same with Tolkien stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's got the same kind of vibe. I wonder how that would be. Um, Jennifer, my sister, tried to read that aloud to her kids. And the, again, the language is so dense and so different, even in Lord of the Rings. And even though it tells a linear story, it's just written so differently. And it's, mm-hmm. it's not written like a fairy tale. And it's not written like a bedtime story. Right. Um, she had a really tough time with it and abandoned it early. So I don't oh, wow. know. But we'll give it a shot. And if I need yeah. to, I'll do the voices. <laughs> well, I was going to say, they probably, in terms of Lord of the Rings, they might have to be at a certain age for them oh, yeah, to really sure. understand. Because that's but, a but lot. But maybe not The Hobbit. Maybe The Hobbit's yeah. a good starting point. That's true. And, and it's also a good gauge to their interest. Totally. If they're into it, you can tell. Oh, for sure. Would you like to hear some more? Yeah, exactly. Because we <laughs> it gets so much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, are we ready for trivia? Let's do some trivia. Sure. I'm very excited. Okay. And I actually have a couple of uh, questions, oh. too, that I want to see if you know. I'm okay. sure you do. Oh. So I want to see if you know there's, as well. It's not a guarantee. Little, little bit of tougher questions, Okay, perhaps. Okay, yeah, because this, this trivia is more fun than anything. I originally wanted to pick... You know, like really hard yeah. trivia questions to see if I can stump either of you. Colder but, level. Yeah, yeah. but I, I didn't want to. So um, we are going to focus on quotes. Oh, good. So what's going to happen is um, part one is just a who said it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you a quote, and we're going to popcorn back and forth okay. between the two of you. So right. uh, I, I'll have you go first since you're the guest. Okay. And then we'll go to Dalton. And um, if either one of you can't get it, then the other one we can, can try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we can steal. And then part two is more quotes. However. Um, part two is I have changed one word. Oh, Ooh, interesting. And you guys are going to have to tell me what word needs to be Interesting. In okay. I had so much fun with this. I bet. You, <laughs> because should, you should hear what um, Billy and Don have put a contest out to the, all their listeners. Since it's PG-13, they could have one cuss word in the movie. Where where, where you, you would it? put it. Yeah. Yeah, That's I've fun. seen that before. It's pretty funny. They, they read a couple each week. And they're, they're That's you fun. Eric Horn throwing the doors open. And that yes! Yeah. Oh my I gosh. think I would... I had it. We could probably take that I, one offline. It, it, yeah, we'll take that one offline. I had it. But I think I would give it to Billy Boyd. Yeah. In in which which of his lives? I can't remember, but I know that there is a, there's a scene. 
Where I'm like, oh, if he said that. You know what would be funny is to put one before Buckleberry Fairy. (laughs) Because it rhymes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so anyway, um, this is part one. So this one, you're just going to tell me who said it. So, Dad, we'll start with you. Okay. Number one, your time will come. You will face the same evil and you will defeat it. Um, Galadriel says that to Frodo. No. <laughs> but you're, I mean, you're kind of close. Okay. Sort of. Do you know? That was going to be my guess. It's actually oh, Arwen. Arwen. Arwen says it to, Ar- yeah. to Aragorn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it was a girl. So yeah. you were... <laughs> well, that doesn't count. <laughs> um, okay. So Dalton, this is for you. May it be a light to you in dark places when all other lights go out. That's Galadriel. That is Galadriel. Yeah. To Sam. Yep. Yeah. Handing him the, the, the light of the Rendil. Yeah, to Frodo. To Frodo. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. she gives the rope to Sam. Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Sam's like, rope? Rope. Yeah, shiny daggers. Yeah. Um, good, good job. Okay, so back to dad number three. It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step out onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. That would be Bilbo. That would be Bilbo. The road um, goes ever on and on. Yes, exactly. And I had to, I had to put that quote in because that's one yeah, of my favorites. Me too. Um, I definitely, I still want like a print of that to put like above our door. Yeah. I feel like that would be very cool. cool. Um, all right, so Dalton, um, no, thank you. We don't want any more visitors, well wishers, or distant relations. <laughs> that's Bilbo as well. That's Bilbo. When knocking on the door, party yep. business yeah. only. Yep. <laughs> And you have that sign, don't you? Know? Like, no. no admittance. Yes. Party, uh, party, except party except business. Party business yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, back to you. Mm-hmm. I can avoid being seen if I wish, but to disappear entirely, that is a rare gift. Gandalf says that mm-hmm. after Bilbo disappears. It's Aragorn. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's oh in the pub. Yeah. 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 That's what I initially thought, too. Yeah. I think we need to pause and think for a second. <laughs> we're just, we're trying <laughs> to be impressive. And... Well, I'm over where three. <laughs> no, you got, um, you got oh, Bilbo's. Got Bilbo. You got Bilbo's. You're good. Um, okay, so back to Dalton. Um, no, yes. Um, you are the luckiest, the canniest, and the most reckless man I ever knew. Bless you, laddie. Gimli. Yes. Very good. Two, mm. as a bonus. Is it Frodo? It's to Aragorn. It's to Aragorn? Because they thought that he died. He went over the Oh, cliff, that's right. And yeah. then he comes back. Yeah. All right. Back to Dad. Those were the stories that stayed with you, that meant something, even if you were too small to understand why. Sam. Sam. Mm. That's one of my favorites, Me too. too. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That there's something to fight for. That yes. That's mm, that a good one. Little, little, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, okay. Uh, Dalton, what about side by side with a friend? <laughs> that's legless to yep. Gimli. Very good. Very good. I never thought I'd be fighting side by side with an elf. Should I give you a box? Yeah. <laughs> Should I give you a box? It's so good. Um, that still only counts as one. Yes. <laughs> See, their whole dynamic yeah. throughout the whole thing is just so good. It's like, Which, to be fair, there was like 17 guys on top of that one thing yeah. that would have died once that thing fell over. That's true. So, That's for true. Sure. Um, okay, so this is a, a two-parter because it's a back and forth. You're going to tell me who said the first one, who said the second Okay. Story. How many did you eat? Four. <laughs> Married to Pippin. Married to Pippin. Limbus. Yep, very good. Limbus, Limbus bread. bread. Very, very good. <laughs> it's like, one bite is enough to fill a man's stomach yep. for a whole day. Yeah. 
How many did you eat? eat? Four. <laughs> You're all gone already. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. But you're right. It is yeah. married to Pippin. Yep. Okay. Um, last one in this section, Dalton. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. I can give you the line before that, too. I didn't write it down, but I have it in my brain. All we have to do. So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for us to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. The line before that is, I wish the ring had never come to me. I wish none of this had happened. What was this, Gandalf? Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. that's what I was thinking, but I was, I was trying to that's figure out really what, yeah, sure. what part of the movie it was. Yeah, very, very good. All right, we're into part two. This is the one where I change stuff. Okay. okay. Here we go. And again, every single one of these is just one word that okay. I have changed. Okay. Okay. Um, should we start with It's that not going to be like, yeah, you I changed the word the to... Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. It'll, be obvious. it'll be It'll be fairly obvious, yeah. Okay, so we're back to dad, number one. Um, this is a Galadriel line. Even the weakest person can change the course of the future. Smallest. Very good. Uh, yeah. Very good. Even the smallest person can change the course of the future. Um... That'd be cute for the nursery, by the uh, way. Oh, yeah, that'd that's be very good. cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, number two, Dalton. This is a Sam quote. There's some good in this world, Mr. Frodo, and it's worth living for. I almost said that a minute ago. You did. <laughs> <laughs> is it Master Frodo? Does no, it call it's, it's Mr. Frodo, yeah. I'm not sure. And it's worth living for? You know the part it's from. It's right after. Yeah. Even if you were too small to understand why, the quote from before. Yeah. I don't know. You want to steal? It's worth fighting for. Worth fighting for. See, that's what my initial guess was. Yeah. But... <laughs> um, okay, so back to you, Dad. Okay. This is an Aragorn. This day does not belong to one man, but to all. Let us together rebuild this world that we may share in the days of love. Peace. Yes. Share in the days of peace. Stand yes. men of the West. How yes. about that speech? Oh, Jeez. is that the same one that is... But it is not this it's, day! There may come a day. Oh, it's so good. But it is not today. So good. I almost had that one as one of the quotes. You can mash that up with uh, the president's speech from Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Um, okay, so back to Dalton. This is um, Galadriel. All shall fear me and despair. Mm. It's not fear. Correct. I know it's not fear, but I can't remember what it is. Know me and despair? No, that's oh, a good guess. Love me and despair. Love, yes. me, and despair. love me and despair. Which I put that... That freaked me out, too. When oh, I first she, she, oh, yeah. Crazy. Her voice changed, yeah. You know, like when Gandalf's voice changed. Bilbo Baggins! I'm not trying to steal it from you. Yes. trying to help you. Yes. I added the all shall love me and despair one because it's such a contradiction. Love and despair is just very... You, you won't have a choice. Yeah. You'll be both. Um, okay, so back to Dad. Gandalf's line. Mm -hmm. A wizard is never late, Frodo Baggins, nor is he early. He arrives only when he means to. Precisely. Precisely when he means to. Very good. That's another good Gandalf line. Gandalf has a lot of good lines. He's with her in the car, he's like... <laughs> good gracious <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. He's so good. Ah, Ian McKellen. He's just so good. Um, okay, back to Dalton. This is a Boromir line. Uh, might be his last line. 
I would have followed you, my brother, my friend, my king. It's after he had stabbed a million times. Yeah, I yeah, know. <laughs> it's when uh, Arag he's talking to Aragorn. Yes. I would have followed you forever. My captain. I, yeah. I would have followed you, my brother, my captain, my okay. king. Okay. Instead of... Gondor needs no king. Yeah. yeah. Right. So that's his whole arc yeah. has totally changed. The whole Boromir death wrecks yeah. me every time. It's a it's a great arc, too, because we didn't touch on that much during the story. I know you're not supposed to do that during trivia. No, it's fine. Um, but almost all of the... Everyone who's tested by the ring fails. Yeah. Except Sam. Right. And including Frodo. And so this was... And Galadriel. And, well, Galadriel passed. Frodo didn't. Um, you're right. But a lot of the key characters are tested. Mm -hmm. And... That's when their true characters show. Right. So Boromir fails at first just because he's his dad. Mm -hmm. Sure. And because he loves Gondor so much. Sure. It's the only, we've got to do something. But he's redeemed in death. And, you know, that's that's his whole arc. I think it's just masterfully done. Oh, yeah. In the movie totally. and the book. Totally. Um, okay. Where are we? Oh. Number seven. So back to you. Theoden. Mm-hmm. So much death. What can men do against such blind hate? I don't know. Do you know it? What was it again? So much death. What can men do against such blind hate? Evil? Blind evil instead of hate? Mm-mm. So much evil. Mm-mm. Hmm. I don't know. So much reckless hate. Oh. Instead of blind. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, reckless. Um... Okay, back to Dalton. The problem is you change it to something that makes just as much sense. I know, that's the point. <laughs> I made it really hard. Really? Um, okay, back to you, Gimli's line. Nobody throws a dwarf. Tosses. Tosses. Tosses, Tosses a dwarf. Don't Very tell the elf. Yeah, don't tell the elf. Toss me. He's just like so cute. Toss me. <laughs> he's so cute. Um, okay, back to Dad. Another Gandalf line, because he's got all the best ones. Yeah. Um, one ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to serve them all, and in the darkness, find them. No. Um, what's the other word, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, which word do you want to swap out? Serve. Okay, good. You want me to say it again? Rule them all. Like, that was the first one. So, one ring to rule them all, one, one ring to find them. One ring to... And in the darkness find them. Yeah. I don't know. Bring them all. Bring, Bring them, them all. all. Very good. Very good. And he does say that, but that wasn't his line. No, no, no. Yeah. But it is, it is him telling Frodo what yes, the ring says. Yes, what the yeah. ring says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, okay, so that was yours. So, you, so you're going to end it. This is the last one. Um, <laughs> this I have to sing. Okay. This is Merry and Pippin. I had to, I had to put this okay. in. I had to put it in. You can drink your fancy ales. You can drink them by the flagon. But the only brew for the strong and true comes Come from, from the green, green dragon. dragon. And then they're like dancing on the table. They clap their feet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was too busy. I'm sorry. Not paying. I'm can, sorry. You, can you read can, it again? I can speak it. Yes, I can. You can drink your fancy ales. You can drink them by the flagon. 
but the only brew for the strong and true comes from the green dragon. Is it the green dragon? Yeah, it's the green it's dragon. Green I didn't change any of the rhymes, if that helps. Okay. The rhymes are the same. What's the first one? You can drink your fancy ales. You can drink them by the flagon. But the only brew for the strong and true comes from the green dragon. It's not fancy ales, is it? It is. Okay, then I don't know. <laughs> brave and true. Brave and brave true. And true. Is that for the brave and true? What did you say? Strong and true. Oh, I was... Brave and true is in my head. <laughs> oh yeah, because he's distracted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Comes from the green dragon. Um, good job. That was fun. Nice. We made it through trivia. Hooray. Amazing. Um, well, thank you so much I, well, for joining us. I had a couple oh, yeah, of oh, yeah, questions. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. All right. So, do you know where the name Bag End came from? I probably did, but I don't know. <laughs> Is Tolkien's aunt's farm. Oh, okay. Really? Mm -hmm. That's her, cool. Her aunt, or his aunt, um, Jane. Her uh, aunt, his aunt Jane's farm was named Bagot. Which would have been important because he lost both his parents really early in his life. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he, he lived with his aunt? I'm no, saying. he lived with a Catholic priest, but he, I guess that he visited his, must have visited his aunt and any other living relatives. That's cute uh, that he named Bagot after. That must have been a happy, cozy place. Yeah. It was. And yeah. he loved to read and all. Um... Let's see, there was another couple, where was it? Um, do you know how many languages Tolkien invented? Something like seven. Maybe more than that, even. <laughs> more than that. Fifteen. Spot on. He nice. constructed the grammar and vocabulary of at least fifteen languages and dialects. Wow. That's crazy. That's what's funny, too, is that the, he made those languages and needed a reason for them to have changed. So he wrote Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And the Zilmarillion. And the, the, but they started out just him inventing those six or eight or 15 languages and uh, coming up with reasons why they would have evolved. That's that awesome. The story. He's like a brilliant mind. <laughs> in such a roundabout way to come to a whole world. Yeah, seriously. That was it. That was that, it. Yeah, that was, it was just a couple of fun ones that, sure. I, that I found. Those were good. I stuff. love it. I love it. Well, Dad, thank you so much for joining it us. Was, thanks for having me. It was so much fun. Good. I'm so glad. We had a lot of fun, too. We've been wanting to sit you down and talk about this forever. And yeah. definitely, we're going to have you back for like a more detailed yes. Lord of the Rings discussion. That'd be great. Probably, uh, probably at least six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have like, we'll do like another one of our series. We could have a Lord yeah. of the Rings series. Yeah. So we'll do like one per movie, like you were saying. Yeah, we'll space it out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, totally. Resident professor. Love it. Well, um, now is when we are going to announce what we are doing next week, and it's actually another one that you are familiar with. Dad, do you want to uh, Yeah, next week we're going to be talking about, because we just finished up, uh, Castle. Yep. So we're going to be discussing that, and boy, do I have thoughts. <laughs> well, I, so say we all. <laughs> I, I, have, I also have thoughts too, but I hope that we come into it in talking about it chronologically and we do not get angry until the end. Okay, can we, can yeah, we agree? I would like to point out, first off, that I was angry for most of it. That's true. Actually, you did have some gripes. Yes, that is true. So yeah. we will we will get into all of it that. It brings out strong feelings on both sides. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but it is worth talking about because there are some really great characters, yes. great writing. Oh, yeah. Um, great writing. And great really, really spots. good. Oh, great tons guests. of good guest yeah. spots. 
And I mean, we'll watch anything Nathan Fillion is oh, in. Oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. Super excited to chat about that next week. So come on back. Um, otherwise, follow us on Instagram if you have not already at the Magic Fandom Podcast. Like I said, I'm going to be posting um, Dad's tattoo and some other cool stuff from this week. Um, other than that, do you have anything else? That's all I got. Do you have anything else? No, I don't think so. Thanks again for having me. You're very welcome. Anytime. And I hope you Look all... Look for my coming in the dawn in five days. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on the morning the of the fifth day. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, uh, other than that, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye-bye now, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.